Hello and welcome to the Sensual Being podcast with myself, your host, Jolene Whiting. I have been a pole dance teacher for nearly 20 years. I'm also a yoga instructor and my favorite pastimes are connecting to my own sensuality, connecting with the world and connecting with animals as well. In this podcast, you'll find new and inventive ways of how you see yourself, connecting yourself with others, and also how you see and view the world around you. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the vulnerable states before you go to sleep and when you wake up in the morning, and why it's so important to be able to get a good night's sleep, and not only that, how to get a good night's sleep. Hello, you wonderful sensual being. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you are a regular listener, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for spending the time here. If you are a brand new listener, maybe this is your first ever episode, then welcome, welcome, welcome. So today's topic is a very interesting one and very underrated, I think. Um, I'd like to talk to you about vulnerable states. Now, this could be deemed as quite a few different things. So vulnerable state of how I'm talking about it today is more geared towards your state of being in the morning and in the evening. Well, basically at times of like sleepiness, drowsiness. So it can be during the day as well, um, which is really important to notice and realize when you are a little bit sleepy, a little bit tired, because our mood will change. I promise you this. Our mood does change. Um, so sleepy state why why is this an issue why is this a thing well my understanding of what I've learned about this sort of thing over the years is very important because it affects all of your relationships it affects your work it affects how you bring up your children it affects how you show up in the world it affects your own happiness so how many times have you either, either done this or have you experienced somebody else doing this and saying these sort of words? They stub their toe in the morning, like that's it, the day's ruined. Knew that day, this day's going to be awful. Got out the wrong side of the bed. There's no such thing as getting out the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> there really isn't. That is something that we make up in our head. And when we do something like stub our toe, we've all been there, our little toes. We've all stubbed our toe in the morning. And how you choose to carry that forth throughout your day and your life is your choice. This is the most important part of everything I'm telling you today. It's your choice. If you choose to say, well, my day is ruined. I always do this. I'm always like this. That is your choice. And it will affect your happiness. And do you know what? It will affect the happiness of everybody around you. Yeah, because it's like a ripple effect. This negative energy would jump from you to another person, to another person, to another person. This is why it's so important. So, also, before you go to bed, you are also in a vulnerable state. So it's not just the morning. You are also in a vulnerable state before you go to bed. Now, everybody is different with how they deal with things. So what I'm going to give you today, there'll be different like tools and tips 
but it will depend on what works for you to what you might take on. You might already do it. You might switch something round or you might choose just to not do anything and carry on as you are. You might already be someone who can stub their toe in the morning and that would be it done for the rest of the day and you just carry on and you don't let it negatively impact you. So some of the other things to look at around this. So when, I mean, we're all, we're all susceptible to these sort of feelings. Yeah. So I remember that I would always be late for work. When I worked in an office, I was always late, partly because I didn't want to be there, but I was always late. Um, I always used to take, well, did I take, I had TV in my room then when I worked in an office, but since then, when I have been working for myself, I mean, because it's like 20 years, so it's different now with our phones in bed. Um, but I have sort of gone through years of taking my phone to bed with me. So it's been the last thing I look at at night before bed. So the first thing I look at in the morning and the time can just get eaten up in the morning by things on our screens, whether it's TV, whether it's phones, phones are the worst one for this. As soon as you start scrolling, you don't realize you're 40 minutes late for work. You know, you just, you're, a prefer vision of like what you're doing when you're scrolling just goes out of the window. Um, I always used to feel like I never had enough time to do what I wanted. And that was a very strong feeling. And I swear it came from having a bad routine before I went to bed and a bad routine when I get, when I used to get up. So I would, I really wanted to change this sort of thing, but I didn't really know. So this has been stuff that I have learned over the years. Yeah. Um, so I kind of find I would get quite snappy if I didn't have enough sleep. So number one, try and go to bed at a decent time. What that decent time is for you. I'm not about to tell you it's 10 o'clock. It's 1am because I don't know your, your work schedule or your life schedule or anything. Yeah. But it's making it work for you. Now they do say six to eight hours sleep a night. Some people may not have had that for years. Some people might be parents and that will be different, particularly if you're new parents. I appreciate that. But it's knowing that that is actually quite a key to a good life is six to eight hours sleep a night. So again, you're all different how you're going to do this. Personally, for me, I like to make sure I'm in bed before midnight. Now, seeing as I don't get home from work until 10 o'clock at night, midnight for me is is good. You know, if I can have the, the light off by half 11, that's very good. Now, don't have your phone. Don't have your phone in your room for so many reasons. One, the distraction. Oh, I'll just have a quick look at this. To have a quick look at that. The other thing is the blue light that it emits. It actually wakes you up. So if you're intent on using your phone before bed, try and get some of the blue light filter glasses. That will really help you. Having filters on your screens, I have a blue light filter on every screen, like on my laptop, on my phone. I just have it on the 24-7 because I and every now and again, when it accidentally just goes off and it's like normal blue light, I'm like, I don't know how people look at this. It's so hard on the eyes. If you want to go one step further, make your phone in black and white mode. That would be even better because it will 
distract you less so you won't scroll for as long because the colors won't excite your brain in the same way. So that's another good thing as well. Also, the electromagnetic frequency that it gives off is also a good reason to not have it in your room. I appreciate that you might use it for an alarm. If you do, put it on aeroplane mode at least. Um, Or buy an alarm. Buy an alarm clock for your room so it's just an alarm. But make sure it's an alarm where you can have, because the next topic is going to be sleeping in a room that's dark. Yeah, the darker you can get the room, the better it is for your body. Because melatonin is produced when you're sleeping and the deeper the sleep, the more melatonin you will get. Yeah, and this will help you with a longer life, promise you. Um, So the darker the room, the better. So you want to make sure that all these little lights are all switched off or blocked up or everything. Also, I appreciate that some people might be like, I've got to have the phone in my room. I've got to have it in case someone needs me. I'm not about to get into this with you because this is a very personal choice. But the universe has ways of getting hold of you if it needs you. (laughs) I promise it's so weird. It does. Maybe even consider getting a landline and putting the landline in your room. And then the people who you're worried might need you, make sure they have that number because it won't let off any EMFs while you're sleeping or whilst you're awake. But you will hear it when it rings because they're quite loud. Um, so again, darker the room, the better, make sure that your blinds are down or curtains are shut because you don't want any, cause you get street lights and stuff coming in as well. That also will affect how much melatonin, um, you can make in your body. So it's really, really important to try and sleep in the darkest room as possible. And if you're someone who is scared of ghosts I used to be so scared of ghosts, so scared of aliens and all this sort of stuff. And now I've realized that, oh, I don't need to be. Okay. So it's just something switched in my brain. I was like, oh, I'm okay. Actually, fine. Um, But I promise you don't need to be worried or scared. So long as you're always attracting in the light into your body, into yourself, into your state of being, you have got nothing to worry about. Um. Gratitude. This is a good one. Always. So I like to practice gratitude before I go to bed. Don't really like the word practice. But anyway, so personally for me, I like writing. So I have a little diary that I write um, just a few lines or things that have made me happy that day or things I appreciate. I will always find something. I will always find something. Even on darkest days, I will always find something. So I like to do that before I sleep. You might even just think about something before you fall asleep or think about three things. It is up to you how you do this. Um, Affirmations are good as well before you go to bed because you think that when you're in that vulnerable state and the last thing you really remember is like some affirmations coming in to your body, whether you, you speak them or you just have something playing which is talking them to you. You know, again, it's up to you how you do this and try and find good ways to sleep that support your body. Yeah. So things like all these neck pillows, knee pillows, all that sort of thing. Try and make it work for you. Now, I take this one step further because I love my own bed. 
so much. So me and my partner, we don't actually share a bed, share a bed because we don't live together. We live next door. And I love this because sleep is so important and valuable to me. We can have sex at other times. When I'm about to go to sleep, it's not that time. <laughs> or sometimes when I've literally just woken up, it's nine times out of 10, not that time either. So I want to be on my own, in my bed, with my space, able to sleep how I want to sleep, not get woken up by somebody else or anything like that. I mean, admittedly, I have my dog Pumpkin right next to me, but he's such a bean. He just sleeps all the way through the night. He's so good. He's so good. Um, So we'll have a look at mornings because mornings, you're also in a vulnerable state. Sometimes people like just get out of bed and get on. It's finding the right way that works for you. If that works for you, great. If you get up and you're like, oh, don't talk to me until I've had my caffeine. You probably don't actually need that caffeine. You probably just need to get some water into you and give yourself a chance to wake up. So whether that's through exercise, gentle or hard, it's up to you or going for a walk or just giving your body a chance to wake up. So I strongly recommend that you don't snooze an alarm oh, just don't, it's just not worth it. It really isn't for what it does to yourself and your body. You don't feel good after an hour of snoozing the alarm. I promise you that because I've done it and you don't. And I used to do it all the time. You don't feel good at all. It's rubbish. And with gratitude, again, you can practice that in the morning. So you don't have to do it before bed or you can do it before bed and in the morning and you could just have it like maybe a little prompt when you wake up that is something written somewhere, think about something exciting or happy or that you appreciate. It just could be a prompt and that is just getting your brain to be rewired into this way of being because it takes effort, doesn't just happen. You actually have to try and do you know what will happen when you try? it will feel uncomfortable. Just warning you. But that's okay to be with the uncomfiness because if you get that little feeling of, oh, I don't normally say that to myself first thing in the morning or I don't normally think about this and it just feels a bit weird or a bit odd, a bit different, that is a good sign because it shows you are doing something different to rewire your brain, yeah? So very, very good. If you want to meditate in the morning, of course, I'm going to preach to that. You can meditate at any point in the day. You might do it before bed and that might settle you to sleep. And also connecting with nature. Oh my God, going outside. You don't even have to go anywhere. Just go outside, look up at the sky and appreciate it for what it is. Whether it's overcast, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether it's frosty, whether it's sunny, whether whether there's a blue sky, it doesn't matter. Just appreciate it what it is and also that will help your mood to not be dictated by the weather if you can go out there look up at the sky and appreciate it I promise that will really that's a game changer that is particularly if you live in the UK that is a game changer affirmations in the morning definitely breakfast this is different for everybody. You might be somebody who likes to do like intermittent fasting or like go like 16 hours. You might not have breakfast. There are both health benefits to this dependent on the person and no health benefits depending on the person. So if you're someone, it depends how your day is planned out. If you're someone who you know you won't be able to eat during the day because of how you schedule your, your day, have a breakfast. Make the time, have the breakfast. 
if you are someone who goes, oh, I am better if I just wait and eat at lunchtime, then do it. You need, there's a lot of information out there with regards to nutrition, what to eat and everything and what times, how much and things like that. The most important thing you can do is listen to yourself. Try different things, but listen to yourself because you will realize what actually works for you. But you need to remember that sort of thing and give your body what it needs and at the times it needs it. Yeah, this will really, really help you in these sort of vulnerable states. And in the morning, if you feel like, yeah, but Jolene, yeah, it's great. Some of the stuff you said, I want to do some of it, but I don't have the time. Then you need to look at what you're doing before bed. I mean, are you staying up later? Are you, have you got Netflix on or something like that? And you're like, oh, just one more episode, one more episode or go on, just one more. And before you know it, it's really late. Or are you playing games? And then all of a sudden the time has just gone and you're like, oh my God, it's 2am again. I've done it again. And then you're wondering why you're in a vulnerable state in the morning and probably throughout the rest of the day. So therefore, you need to take control over your own life because I'm going to come back to that same thing I've already said. It's your choice. You have choice. We are so lucky in this world to be able to make these sort of choices. And like I said before, they're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like maybe if you're not used to going to bed early or you're used to staying up and watching things, you might feel like you are missing out. But the flip side of the next day when you've actually slept and you actually feel good, you're like, wow, I feel amazing. It's amazing how quickly you go downhill when you don't get sleep. Because every now and again, every now and again, not very often, but every now and again, I have a late night and my partner knows I'm a waste of space the next day, possibly the next two days, because it doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. And I feel like I'm missing out in the day when I have a late night the night before. And that to me feels really sad, really sad. Sometimes the late night is worth it, but Sometimes it really isn't, particularly for the way I end up feeling the next day. It's really not worth it. So we've talked about melatonin getting created in the pineal gland in your brain. So the darker the room, the more you sleep, the deeper you sleep, the more melatonin you'll get, which actually fights off so many things. But if you find that you try and implement some of these things and you're like, yeah, but I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. For the start, stop saying that because you're manifesting it more. So stop saying that. Start working on relaxation techniques. You might have to go a bit further than what I've said. And you might have to like do maybe some relaxation meditations. Um, they're different than mindfulness. They are a lot kind of like deeper and more grounding and sometimes a bit more floaty as well. But that will really help because the problem is if you're so used to something, even if it's not good for you, your body will get used to it and it will do everything it can to help you. So if that's, oh, you want to stay up late every night and watch Netflix, the body will go, okay, I'm going to do my best for you and it will try and keep you up. So to try and change your body clock is actually very hard. It's doable, but you have to be willing to put in the effort 
not get annoyed in the night when you can't sleep. You need to remember the why you're doing this because if you don't do it, your cortisol levels will go up. Now that's called, it's nicknamed the stress hormone. Cortisol is not a bad thing, okay? So even though it's called the stress hormone, it's not a bad thing. Your body needs all these different hormones to be able to run. But if you have too much cortisol and it's waking you up in the night and it's not letting you build up the melatonin, it can lead to heart disease, it can lead to diabetes, it can lead to obesity, it can lead to so many things. So it can also lead to high blood pressure, anxiety, depression, irritability. So you have got this is, this is why I'm doing this episode because it's so important that you actually try to look after yourself. So looking at these vulnerable states, it's, it's not just your mood, it's your health. And that is so important. It has never been so important than this day and age right now to look after your health. Grounding before bed is also very good, particularly if you've been using a lot of screens and technology throughout the day. Grounding, bare feet on the earth, hands on a tree, something like that before you go to bed. It's very, very good as well for trying to reset your body's energy systems. Okay. So really try hard as best you can. You don't have to do all of what I've just said. Okay. Pick out the bits that you're like, well, I'm going to give that a go first and then maybe I'll give this a go as well because you want it to be achievable. If you're like, if you're used to sleeping in a light room, going to bed late and then looking at your phone before bed and all this sort of stuff, just try, pick one thing and change it. Once that works, pick something else and add that in, yeah? So it's making it work for you and it's just remembering that you have choice, And if you are in a household where you're not being supported with these choices, then you just might want to rethink what you were doing there. Okay, because again, just going to say it again, you have a choice. I promise you. So I'm going to love and leave you there. If you ever want any help or support or talking about this sort of stuff, then give me a shout. I'm always up for helping people with this because it's so important. It really is. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you get to bed at a good time tonight and I hope you have a really good sleep. Remember to lead through your life with your heart and to live with intention. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and on social media. If you have the time to rate or review this podcast, I'd be ever so grateful. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Jolene Sensual Being. The links to my YouTube and to sign up to my mailing list will be in the show notes as well. I look forward to speaking with you again very soon.